Welcome back to another episode of Living in Color podcast with Amber and Tap and Yep. It's the last episode. Y'all know who we are. Yep. <laughs> I'm not even gonna cut this. But we are here to discuss spirituality, career and education, finances, and relationships as black women and how mental health affects them all. How you doing, sis? I'm present. Good. That's yep. great that you're present. <laughs> I think we're, let's give a little bit more feedback in our last episode of just like, where are we at in, in the world right now? I am surviving. I will say that. I, some days I thrive. Some days I don't. Today was a productive day, but I'm still just surviving. That's fair. That's fair. I think we all are experiencing some form of that um, that's unique to all of us. So we're glad you're here and still surviving. But let's jump into the current events this week. So let's just start it out real light and fun. Donda and Certified Lover Boy have hit the streaming services. Have we listened to them? And what do we think? I have not listened to Donda. I probably won't. Uh, (laughs) I've listened to about five songs on Drake's album. I have not made it through the entire album thus far. I do plan on doing that when I clean this weekend. So what are our primary thoughts about what we've heard. It seems like a really good Drake album. Um, you know, he has some features on there that I'm I'm really excited about. And I, I can't say I've had a Drake album where I've been disappointed. According to Kyron, it's great. <laughs> I'm not really sure which version he's listened to at this point, but <laughs> yep. That's where we are. So say which which songs we referring to. <laughs> he just said it was a good he was like, Ma, you listening to that new Drake? And I was like, what are you doing listening to it? <laughs> First and foremost. <laughs> so, but he says it's good. But yeah, I plan on finishing the album this weekend. Have you listened to okay. both of them? Or I know you listened to your your man. So Listen, he sent that over to me before it even hit the stream. <laughs> I've been waiting for y'all to catch up. And <laughs> I have not listened to Donda. I but I haven't listened to a lot of Kanye West since old old Kanye West. I right. I've listened to like songs, but I've never like listened to an album. So and I don't know that I will or I won't, so I won't say anything on that. But yeah. <laughs> Yes, I was certified before y'all was certified. Uh, miss. <laughs> uh, but yes, so I have listened to it, and um, you know, it was just. I feel like the songs that resonated for me on the album are not the songs that other people are talking about, which doesn't mm. surprise me because he wrote them for me anyway. So it makes sense that <laughs> they <laughs> resonate for me. Bring it all home, sis. <laughs> But overall, I mean, I think Drake just always um, 
just hits the nail because he makes stuff that's just relatable, whether it's funny, whether it's real, whether it's true. Um, I appreciate his artistry. I appreciate the fact that he doesn't allow anybody to put him in a box when it comes to what he's going to say and how he's going to say it. And so, you know, that's why he is who he is and he continues to break rec set records, break those records and set more. So I agree. I did know. hear that he had Hove on the song and he kept him. I did hear that song. I I actually really like that song too. I do too. I do too. I was like, see, see where it gets you to keep Hove on the song. Absolutely. And then even Future has a verse on one of the songs, and I'm not even gonna say it because I don't want y'all coming for me. But Future got one a verse on one of the songs where I'm like, listen, that's my truth, and I don't care who gonna come for me about it, but that's real for me. Um. And so, you know, I just, I was like, man, because I hadn't really been a Future fan. Like, eh, I'm still not, but. March Madness go hard, though. Well, yeah, so his, there's there's quite a bit of his music that actually I, I like. I'm just not a fan of him. But now that I think about that one verse, you know, it's like, oh, you made he's, one for me. He's sliding over. He's sliding. A little bit. A little bit. Okay. Um. So... I wanted to start this out light because we've got a lot of, well, when have we not had a lot of heavy stuff going on in the last two years? Um, but I really want to take opportunity to talk about this Texas thing on this podcast because, listen, it is crazy. It is crazy. Women can't make choices for themselves no more. Voter suppression is real. And by the way, you do not need to wear your mask. I just want to know your thoughts. Like, what are you feeling as you watch or hear? First of all, have you heard? And then if you have, what are your thoughts? <laughs> yeah, so I've I've seen um, the foolishness. And I just, I don't know what to classify these times as. Um, but I do think there is a level of manipulation going on very hard behind the scenes and when I say manipulation like everyone has always had their own agenda and that's why people vote the way that they vote but there are some serious things going on behind the scenes that are just scary because I think with the whole abortion thing like people can be sued for taking people to the clinic like, how dare you? Yeah. <laughs> right. You are already trying to make a choice for someone, but then they can't get, they have to drive themselves. Like, And you know that it's a procedure where, you know, it's suggested that someone take you home. Right. So it's just really sad. And, you know, they got to open the carry laws. I, it's just a recipe for disaster there yeah. and it makes me very hesitant to be in a state where things are just so fluid right now that it's like damn these laws y'all do whatever y'all want to but the laws that do matter are what we make sure to enforce yeah yeah i think it's interesting so i had an opportunity to have the view 
playing in the background mm. as you know i don't know i really don't know why <laughs> it was 10 o'clock i don't watch the view like i i've never been a person that sits down and watch it but this was their first time back since the pandemic so you know mm-hmm. like, oh, maybe talk about something good and this situation came up for them one of the things that I thought was a, a really good point to make is that, you know, we keep saying this is because we're pro-life and, you know, we're make this decision is made because it's important for us to advocate for unborn fetuses. And um, I don't even know the you, so I don't even know which one of the ladies was the ladies that was doing the talking, but one of the ladies on the show was like, she was like, abortion is against my belief as, you know, my faith and and what I believe in. And she said, but let's call a spade a spade. You know, if you're pro-life and you're making, and you're basing your decision to to bring this into law on your pro-life views, but you have open gun laws, you don't require any type of mask mandate, you know, like all of that is pro-life too. If, if, if we're going to be pro-life, let's talk about these guns. You know, if we're going to be pro-life, let's talk about putting on a mask (laughs) so that we can prevent a virus that's literally killing thousands of people every day. Um, And so I appreciated the fact that, you know, even she could say, listen, my opinion and my viewpoint is, no, I think abortion is wrong. But when we're talking about the lives of a community and a state and a world and a nation, it doesn't just come to my individual belief. It's what is going to be good for the whole of that community. And having the freedom of choice is what makes America, America, supposedly. But we've been bamboozled. (laughs) And not by Jesus. (laughs) Come on, plug. (laughs) If you have not gotten that book to read it, please do. I need to get mine and read it. Me too. Um, so yeah, that's going on in the world. I do not want to stay on anything heavy because this is our last episode and I want us to just go out with a bang because listen, we didn't have enough. Um, Insecure is coming what? back for its last season next month. Talk you to- know? I am dying to see how me and Issa's life turns out because <laughs> I am she, you know, she is me. So I I look forward to seeing, you know, if me, her and Lawrence go work out, if, you know, Condola, well, I called it Condola was pregnant. So, you know, that was a given, but it shall be interesting to see how everything plays out because, you know, all well, those of us who are insecure fans, I, I ain't gonna speak for everybody. I low key was rooting for Nathan too. So I mm-hmm. like Lawrence, but Lawrence, he was mad and he, he showed a whole different side of him. And so I was happy that Nathan came in and kind of brought this bright light to her life and gave her, you know, an opportunity to eat tacos and kiss in the mouth. So <laughs> uh, it was unfortunate that he, his role played the way that it did. But now to see her and Lawrence like reconnect, it's like, ain't this about a, this, this is life, right? 
This is what happens. You try to rekindle something and it's still ain't the right time. Neither one of y'all can just, you want to be together, but right. something, something is going to happen. And, you know, it went off with her and Molly meeting in the Ethiopian restaurant. I hope they can rekindle their friendship. Um, but, you know, I, I know that experience too. Sometimes you just grow out of like for people. Um, and that doesn't mean you love them any less. But sometimes when our paths start looking differently, we just drift apart. And so it'll be interesting to see how that plays out. It'll be interesting to see how Molly navigates her life because Issa was her soundboard outside of therapy. And even though Kelly and Tiffany were all y'all all friends, at the end of the day, Issa was your girl. Yeah. So it'll be interesting to see everything. I look forward to all of it. Like I plan on starting in season one and going through soon, but I hate that it's um, ending. I will say Issa's new show, Sweet Life on HBO Max is good too. So if you need, you know, a touch of Issa, <laughs> you can start there after Insecure goes off. But yeah, I'm super excited. Yeah, ditto. So I'd started, you know, season one, episode one this weekend to just kind of get back into the feel. I'm early. I know I probably could have started later in this month and still gotten all of the episodes in, but um, I'm just ready. I'm particularly ready for to see how Issa and Molly play out just because of it's the first time kind of watching Black women on, you know, TV in this role of navigating friendship in that way and not it being super catty or being super negative or, you know, anything like that. It's just, I feel like it's one of the first shows where I'm watching re a realistic picture of friendship play out. Um, and I'm just really curious to see, because I think, you know, I, I think a lot of times we talk about, you know, this rekindling of her and Lawrence and how that requires work and they have to get through their stuff and just try to move on or whatever. But we also have to do that in our friendships if we really feel that those friendships are valuable and they are something that we need and should have in our lives. And I think a lot of times we forget that with our friends, especially if we have like our person, he's my person, she's my bro, whatever. Um, so I'm just interested. I'm really interested to see how that plays out because I have my thoughts. I'm not going to say them. We'll save that for another episode when we come back and start talking about the show. But um, I'm just really interested to see how that plays out. I have a vested interest because I know how I have been in that space and how I have grown in that space. So I don't know. I'm just trying to see, are y'all growing like I'm out here trying to grow? Are we growing together? Is this a... Is this a <laughs> Listen, everybody leveling up type of thing. <laughs> I was happy when Issa left, I got y'all and did the block part. I was like, thank you, Lord. You just showing me it's going to happen in due time. In due time. Absolutely. <laughs> so. Absolutely.
it's it's going to be great. It is, I think it's supposed to go through December, like through the holidays. That's going to be perfect. <laughs> so I need to I need to get like a I need to go ahead and put like some dibs down on the cabin or something because that would be perfect to mm-hmm. feel away to somewhere secluded, turn the phone off and just enjoy and watch binge. Mm-hmm. Um yep. But yeah, yeah, I'm not gonna I won't keep us on current events because I want us to get through this episode, but there was several other things that was going on this week, including the Queen Bee's birthday. You know, she turned what is it 40? 40. So 40 first, time. Of all, first of all, let me tell you. Babies have done Beyonce well. Do you hear me? She has me up here thinking it's time for me to drop a baby because if that's <laughs> dropping one or two look like, I mean, I told you they give you assets, you know. I, I was having this conversation with a couple of my friends uh, a few days ago, and they were like, so this is this is why you want a child? <laughs> you need a little bit more than that. <laughs> I mean, you know, I question it. You know, I rem- I send you questions every now and then when we have an encounter, but like, you sure? Like, for based off of this. Listen. Okay. She, she, is, she is beautiful, and I love, you know, just kind of the, the maturity that she has and and the way she kind of sets herself up for herself and for her family now like it's not even it's not is she like rian it's not even about y'all like i'm just doing me i'm living my life i'm glad when i get ready to put music out i'll get music out but you know i just see her settling into a different space in life and it's just really cool to see that and to see how people are still rocking with her yeah girl because as soon as the tour come your girl is there <laughs> I have never been to a Beyonce concert in my life. I know every penny. I know every, they all and tell me that the pennies that you can't afford. They all it's, tell me that. I listen. If I watched it in the rain, you know, it was one hell of a show. She had me at hello. <laughs> so, so. <laughs> as soon as a tour is. And I want to go in another city this time. So the first time I saw, I, the times that I've seen her and Jay perform, they've been in Philly. So I want to, I want to definitely go to a different city. Okay. Well, hopefully we can do that soon. Maybe you know, late next year, <laughs> we might be able to get the, a tour going with her. I don't know. But um, I'm going to close this out. Did you see um, the Jasmine Sullivan, her stories that were trending last week when she, what was, I forgot the question. When they now. told them to send a secret. Yes, the secrets. Mm-hmm. Did you see that? <laughs> I, I saw it and I was like, this is why she is who she is (laughs) like I love her and I will say this though some of y'all be out here wilding like some of the stuff like I think one lady was like we rent a house right now but my husband or my boyfriend just don't know that I bought the house five years ago so he just paying it to me and I was like what (laughs) 
like, okay. <laughs> Chose violence since I day one. Like, I was like, whoa, whoa. <laughs> I was like, how did he not find out? Like, who showed him the house? Did you just be like, I found this house for us. We got to do it. Who does he pay to every month? Like, that he doesn't know that is yours. Listen, all I see. Listen, it was a hoot. All I want to say is reading that makes me truly sit and wonder, how am I out here single then? <laughs> if this is what's going on out in the world, then how? I just, I I have questions now. I just stopped um, asking that question. because, And then it also trouble. makes me think like, maybe it's good. <laughs> As they say, it was good for me to be alone. Um, Cause I just, I just don't, I don't get it. I, I know, like, just trifling. Some y'all just, those are the words that I have, and I'm not for violence, but I see how some of y'all can get smacked because I would be furious. If I found out that I was just paying you rent. <laughs> so I I question what do these daddies look like? Because there were several people that were saying, you know, my secret is I'd have been or I am with or I have been with old dude daddy. What the daddies out here look like? What is it? <laughs> yeah, that's a no for me. <laughs> I just don't understand. I'm like, this is real. And she had put on her post, like, this is a common, you know, secret. And I'm like, how is this common? And why would you want to be with somebody, daddy? Well, now let's, okay. So let me go over to be devil's advocate real quick. Because, you know, ever since TikTok then came out, y'all got all these challenges and the zaddies out here. There are some fathers. <laughs> there are. But I'm not going to go sleep with somebody. You're right. Exactly. Who I'm dating or dated daddy. Exactly. Exactly. So I'm just saying, like, if you met the dude and then you met his daddy and you was into his daddy more than you was into him, then why date him? But then my thought process is you're dating him so you can get close to the daddy. (laughs) I was like, you know, I, for the first time in a while, I felt, you know, little bad for the for some of the men because I was like, ooh, this what you having to deal with. I I'm sorry. Trifling. I'm sorry. But let us move into our um well not before our hot topic, we have to talk about who is our naturally amazing. Um I had somebody in mind originally and then UAB decided some of the nurses <laughs> at UAB decided they were gone say I hadn't had enough and so I was listening to Lindsay Harris talk to the news about it and it just prompted me to kind of go look her up a little bit more and I had no idea that she um first of all that the African-American Alabama's Nurses Association um or no it's the Alabama Nurses Association she's the first African-American to lead that association and the association's been around for 107 years, I believe. I think they said 107 years. So that's absolutely outstanding. Like, first of all, 
for you to be the first, for you to be having to do stuff during this pandemic, and for you to have to like be able to step out there and you know be the voice for what's going on right now. I thought that was I, I just felt like she handled it with poise. And she was like, the bottom line is they tired. And I was like, that's all she needs to say. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and she she's always been like that. So I, I used to work with Lindsay on GYN before she became Dr. Lindsay Harris. <laughs> um, but, you know, I saw the clip this morning of her responding. And I was like... You better tell these folks that it's the state fault, like, because it is. And y'all are wrong for what you're doing. And you know you're wrong, but this is how business goes. But I think what they were underestimating was this type of, uh, I'm not going to say resilience, because that's not the word. But you weren't expecting somebody to step up and say, hey, we tired of this. Mm-hmm. Y'all thought as long as y'all send them meals and y'all continue to call them healthcare heroes, that they would just go take it. And the truth of the matter is, it ain't happening. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, yeah, Lindsay's great. She's She's always been one who has wanted to change the way things happen. Um So it was really great when she got the role as president. And so now it'll be great to see how she helps move the agenda along for nurses statewide here and everywhere, because it's definitely going to be an example. Absolutely. Absolutely. And just to shout out our healthcare uh, team, our nurses, the the techs like the chaplain everybody who's a part of the system right now because i i know people are tired of hearing us talk about like covid hospitalizations you know right icu units whatever the case may be i feel like people are all tired of hearing that but the reality is it still is here and i'm sure our healthcare people are tired of hearing <laughs> Right. Um, more so than even we are, and but they're still tasked with making sure that they're caring for their patients at the highest level they possibly can. And I, you know, is I say this all the time. I just can't imagine. I really cannot imagine um, what that's like for them at this time. We are also coming up on what the twentieth anniversary of nine eleven. So mm. thinking back to that and thinking about all the 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 first respond everybody who had to respond to that and are still dealing with the the emotional and mental you know mm-hmm. effects of that happening some physical some people are still dealing with the physical effects and so just want to take time to just shout out people who wake up every day every single day and and work in a profession that requires them to give of themselves in ways that are just hero, heroin, 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 not heroin, the drug. Let me stop. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, but let's jump into our topic for this week. And so this is completely unscripted uh, on purpose. Uh, I feel like it's, I feel like every now and then we need to do something unscripted because I think it, it provides rich conversation. Um, And so 
We have talked a lot about, you know, (laughs) that's supposed to be the child that's sick, y'all. So just excuse him. You know, I, I apologize. Oh, no, girl. But we've talked a lot about, you know, the state of of us in, in our life right now, where we are, where we want to be, where we would like to be, where we thought we should be, what's going on in the world right now, how it's impacting us, how it's impacting people around us. There's been a whole lot of conversation. And uh, more recently, I had a conversation with a friend of of mine who was basically saying, I'm grateful for my family. I'm grateful for my husband. I'm grateful for my children. It's also a burden to me right now. And I really want to get away from it all and, you know, go seek shelter in like a hotel and turn my phone off and not deal with it. And so it brings up this idea that, you know, there you know, sometimes we have these things called absolute truths. Like we, it's absolutely true that you shouldn't kill a person. That's, it's true. You know, I mean, shouldn't just go out and kill anybody for sure. But I think we also live in a time where people are understanding or coming into the understanding of what a relative truth looks like for them. So for example, it's true that I adore and love and am so grateful for my family, for my husband, for my children. It is also true that everybody's getting on my nerves right now and I'm at a point where I feel like I'm losing my mind and I need a break. That's true too. Um, and one doesn't negate the other, but I think sometimes we will kind of think in our mind like, damn, I can't feel this way and feel this way. So let me try to always feel like this and put all this other stuff to the side and I deal with it. And then it just starts to continue to fester up until we just, we ain't got nothing to say to nobody. So I wanted us to take just a little bit of time today to kind of talk about what that looks like in our individual lives. You know, where, where is it that we have our relative truths? Like it's one way on one side, one way on the other side. And how we're dealing with that, how we're getting through um, sometimes day by day, sometimes hour by hour. But I think we're all in this time right now where we're getting ready to have another COVID surge. We're dealing with this pullout of people in Afghanistan. We're coming up on the anniversary of 9-11. We got people acting crazy in Texas and Florida. We got mass shootings starting to happen again. Just everything. And I feel like we can both be grateful that we have life and breath and that we're here on this earth. And we can also be like, I don't really like this life that I'm living right now. So what does that look like for you? Uh, Well, I'm going to start off by saying whoever this conversation took place with, I echo that 100,000% times 10. Um, I am probably one of the people that you would meet and be like, listen, I love my child, but I do not like him every day. (laughs) Uh, Motherhood is not all that is cracked up to be. You can't be weak and be a mom, like, because it will take you down through there. And really, that's just not motherhood. That's just parenting. Um, But so I, I get that. And you know, 
I used to not say it out loud as much. Like my family is driving me crazy. Mm -hmm. Um, But then, like you said, it festers and it becomes this thing that then starts to eat away at you from the inside out. So um, for me, I think it's more so, so all of last year, I was focused on getting through school and graduating. And I figured once I graduated that things were just going to click for me, like Mm -hmm. things were going to soar. I was going to be on this new playing field where I just felt like I was where I was supposed to be and I would just be happy and fulfilled. Mm -hmm. That ain't the case. Uh, I am happy that I graduated and I passed my exam because that was a mountain for me to climb. However, I'm still in this season where I'm like, I'm not really sure if this is what I'm supposed to be doing. Mm -hmm. And so I oftentimes have conflicting thoughts. No, you just have to kind of take the good with the bad, but... Right now, I think in my life, collectively, last year was more so about me finishing school, graduating, and then me kind of skyrocketing into this profession that I felt like would finally give me the fulfillment I've been looking for. Mm -hmm. And it hasn't happened that way. And so an opportunity that was presented to me to help me move along isn't like I thought it would. I'm still bored with work. Uh, and so for me, I have, I'm aware that if I can't see tangible results, I don't like doing the work. Mm-hmm. So I'm used to working with people and I like interacting with people. And if I can't see a person bring me the problem, I help them get through the problem and we find a solution, then I just feel like the work is meaningless. Mm-hmm. So I'm trying to find the balance in that um, career-wise. And it it's a constant, you know, conflicting situation that I have because in the back of my head, I'm also like, but I probably won't be fulfilled until I do the one thing to prove to myself that I can do it, which is pass my nursing boards and become a nurse to say I've done it. And maybe then the rest will fall into place. But again, we're in a time where it's like, but I don't want to go do that. Because <laughs> yeah. look how y'all out here treating people. Um, so that's career and education-wise. Um, family. <sighs> again, <laughs> I think there's a point in time when you become an adult and you've lived life a little bit that you expect life to go as it should be. I am truly blessed to have the village that I have. Um, And I'm very thankful for them, but I am looking forward to what life looks like when Kyron graduates from high school, because then it'll be my life. Mm Mm-hmm. So, um, and don't get me wrong, I'm still going to be his mom. I'm still going to be a big part of his life, but I can focus on me then. Um, So I think that's where it is. 
And as far as relationship wise, Jesus, um, you know, there's not much going on. And some days I'm really like, okay with that. Yeah. Other days I'm like, well, what's wrong with me? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, also, you know, I'm like, well, currently I'm not getting anything. So why don't I just do this? Because it's something, uh, even though if I know it's right or wrong, like, it's just, I'm human. And so I want attention. I want affection. And we've talked about that many times on here. Mm-hmm. So I think that's a perfect example. Like I know some things are wrong. However, I'm also tired of feeling this way. Um, not, not having companionship is hard. Mm-hmm. Like everybody likes to talk about how being single is like the best thing. Um, but I've been single, no title, for a very long time. Mm-hmm. And so I would trade every situationship that I've ever had <laughs> for a decent relationship. Right. And in the times that we live in, it just doesn't, it doesn't look promising. Mm-hmm. I hate to say that, but mm-hmm. it doesn't. Yeah, I not not to bring like a lot of laughter but some laughter i was remembering a tweet that some guy was talking about some for steph curry's parents that cuz they're going getting a divorce mm-hmm. after 36 years and the dude was just responding to whatever his dad's name is he was responding to him he was like this ain't what you want out here like you're going to get out here and you're going to want to go back um, because if you're not a vegan eating charcoal ice cream or, <laughs> <laughs> you know, whatever, like this ain't what you want work it out. And, um, but I, I'm saying that to say, I think, you know, there's a semblance of like where I should be like that. I kept hearing that mm-hmm. a lot as you were talking. And so I'm curious to know, you know, like, where is it that you feel like you should be versus where you are? Um, at this time in your life? So at the the young age of 35, I envisioned me having a husband, a family. And when I say family, like three to four kids, um, a career that I was proud of. And, you know, I was just living a life. I wouldn't be here in Alabama. I would... I would have this life that I was proud of to wake up to every day. Mm-hmm. That's not the case. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's very difficult to always stay positive about it. You know, we all know that there's power in your tongue. So you kind of watch what you say. But the reality of it is, is that some days I wake up and be like, this sucks. So, uh, I, I've had more of those days lately where they have stuck, but at the end of the day, there's only so much we can control. Mm -hmm. And I think that's the thing that has made me just sit back and, and, you know, 
realize that no matter what I do or what I say or what I don't do and what I don't say, we all have a path that we have to walk. And, you know, I had a conversation a couple of months ago with a person and they were like, well, what if when you turn 40, everything that you desire happened? Like, mm-hmm. would you look back and be like, well, oh, all of that was worth it? Mm-hmm. And I was like, of course I would say that if I knew it was going to happen. Mm-hmm. But the truth of the matter is, I don't know that. Mm-hmm. So I can't dwell on that hope that things are going to turn out that way. Because what if I turn 40 and I'm still in the same situation? That's going to be even more depressing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So uh, what I'm hearing you say is, you know, the reality is I am grateful that I have my life. I have my family. I, you know, I do love my family, but I'm not happy about where I am in life right now. And that makes me not be excited about my life and the the way that it's going at right. this moment. Does it negate that I love my family or, you know, that I'm grateful for them and I'm grateful for my own life, but, you know, I still have these challenges. And I think that's kind of the hallmark of why everybody should be investing in their mental anyway because the reality is there's going to be two sides and we have a very hard time navigating the gray. That's what I'm hearing is I'm in a gray, like I'm, I'm in an area where I didn't expect to be. And there's only so much I can do. Um, There are things that I can't go back and do. There's only so much I can do. And now I'm at a point where I'm, I'm trying to be content (laughs) where I am. And that's hard. And contentment is, I was talking to a really good friend of mine about this. Contentment is hard to walk out every day. Um, I think some people talk about it and drum it up. Like, you know, you should just be okay. You know, things could be worse. And that's true. But you, as as the songwriter said, you don't know my story. You don't know all the things I've been through. Right. <laughs> and and only we can kind of understand and know like those shoulds and those coulds and those woulds in our own individual lives and how they they show up now as we've gotten older. But one of the things that I thought was interesting is like, you eventually have to still, you have to still navigate life even in the midst of all of that. And so I'm wondering what are some of the things that help you navigate through, even as you're going through the period of time where it's like, I don't want to get up. Life sucks. I'm not feeling it, but I still have to do it. So what are your, what are the things that either drive you or help you get through it as you're going through and why? Uh, So I mentioned this on the last episode. I know that I have people that depend on me. So I can't, even if I don't want to get up every day or I don't want to do something, I know at the end of the day, I got to go to this job because it provides the paycheck that provides for my household. Right. Mm -hmm. So that would be the thing that drives me. The other thing is um, I've been in that place of contentment where I've kind of just gone through the motions and 
it gets you by for a while because you stop focusing on the things that you can't control. But you're also, it's almost like you're walking in this parallel universe because you see yourself getting up, doing everything you're supposed to do every day for your routine, but you also don't even recognize how you got from point A to point B in a day. You're mm. just literally going through the motions. And so, um, so, okay, I'm gonna let you finish. Well, no, go ahead. Well, because I'm I'm now considering like what our definitions of contentment is. Because for me, contentment is actually the opposite of going through the motions. It's go, it's not even it's not going for me though. It's not going through the motions. It's understanding that this is the reality, and I'm going to find my my joy hmm. in it as I go through it, whether it's much or whether it's little. I'm still from an inward place, joyful about where I am in life because I'm here, you know? Mm -hmm. um, and I think back to, let me go back to, see, this is the type of stuff your daddy put in you, you know, in the Bible, in the good book, you know, I, was it Paul? I think it was Apostle Paul who talked about being content in whatever situation <laughs> he found himself in whether he had much or whether he had little come on and bring a word uh <laughs> but um i didn't i didn't want to cut you off but it made me think like so that's where we have to come in and think about like what do we what do we think about a word and for you contentment is we just we hear and we're not bashing where we are we're we not liking where we are either <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So when I think of the word contentment, I think of acceptance. Mm. I am accepting what is in front of me, what I am currently, this is, this is what I have. Mm -hmm. So like you said, I'm not complaining about what I don't have. I'm grateful for what I do have. So let me just continue moving yeah. on. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and that's what I meant by going through the motions so do you move on though with vigor and gusto and I'm going to make the best of it or is it more of a No, you're just okay. on autopilot. Autopilot. Okay. Yeah, you're just on autopilot. Um but even in that there's a dark space that resides because you look up one day and all of this time has passed mm -hmm. and you've done nothing. Have you done nothing or have you you've done, done nothing to move you forward out of that space and you've done, but you've done all that you could because that's what you have. Okay. <laughs> I cannot with you. Because, okay. So, so to progress I you, I guess you should, we should say. Or I should say. Okay. And so when I think, for me being an outside person, I'm, this is an outside person looking in. So I feel like you talked about, you started off talking about like you were focused on school, getting through, you know, passing your test. And I feel like all of that is in a way a progression. It's not where you want to be. It's not that end point or it's not even a point of like, I'm happy. I'm finally like doing what I want to do. 
But to me, that's a progression point. And I wonder right. if you see that as a progression point. Absolutely. But I also wasn't content then. I had a fire lit under me to prove mm. that I could do something. Mm. So there was there was motivation behind me graduating. There was motivation behind me passing my exam. There was motivation in me appealing, me being terminated out of the program. All of that was fueled by something more so failure. Like you, I'm not gonna fail at this. Mm. Okay, we getting somewhere. I'm not gonna turn this into a therapy session, but, <laughs> <laughs> but that wasn't contentment. It's not, and you're right. It's not it. It the because mm, I don't want to turn this into a therapy session. Come on, let's, but, let's show the people how it is. But I think it's very interesting because it's like. If I have something to prove, then my fire is lit. Right. And once I get there, then, you know, I did I lose steam? Or do I not have something hanging over me to fuel me? Like, because I feel like you will go through life and you will always be on that, that reel of having ups and downs and ebbs and flows, right? Right. But I think the thing, so the thing that people don't know. Mm-hmm. But we'll, I'll share now is that while we were in the program, you know, I said I didn't know who I was without my degrees, without my accomplishments because of a foundation that was put in front of me by those people who are so-called loved ones who doubted me from the beginning, who mm-hmm. said that I wasn't you know, who didn't believe in me. Like, and I, people who were close to me know that I tell this story. Like I have one aunt who I despise, <laughs> like, mm-hmm. because she told my mom, like, I want to go be shit. They don't expect me to do anything because my mom was a single mom. Mm-hmm. So from the gate, when I left high school, my goal was to make it so that I could buy my mom whatever she wanted. I can I could provide for her so they could never look down on her. And the same applied to me when I got pregnant. And that was like the one thing that they could hang over my head because I had a child. Mm-hmm. I knew she wasn't going to be shit, but I knew something like this would happen, you know? So for me, for the longest... Everything was fueled by proving that I wouldn't go fail mm-hmm. because then that would have given people something to say about me. Mm-hmm. And my mouth is reckless. So I need you not to say nothing about me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Out of respect. So, you know, there there was a fire. Even with the program and me not passing my exams, me getting kicked out, we knew what was going on behind the scenes. Mm-hmm. And we knew that people who look like me and you were not getting the help, were not getting the special treatment that others may have received. Mm-hmm. So even though I was another number of this happening to, that was happening to me, I was going to be the first to show y'all that you picked the right one. Mm. Mm. And so... You know, even when I thought about appealing, you and I was like, I don't know if I want to do this. Maybe I should just be done with it. 
accept it, just be content with this is where I'm supposed to be. And then having conversations with people who saw something in me that I didn't see at the time, you know, I made the decision to appeal and I didn't let my foot up off their neck. And I still hadn't Mm -hmm. to this, to this day, (laughs) you know, Mm -hmm. my foot stay on their neck because Mm -hmm. now you can't tell me anything Mm -hmm. because I proved you wrong. Mm, there go that word again. Exactly. There go that word again. Your whole life seems to be following this trajectory of proving. And exactly. once I prove myself, you don't have anything to say. But when I don't have anything to prove in a right. season, then I fight to figure out what my worth is in that season. Exactly. I know my worth when I'm proving stuff because I'm showing you. But now when I don't have anything to show, then how I see myself or maybe what I think about myself or whatever, begin. come on. All right. That's what you call a breakthrough, kids. That's what you call a breakthrough. (laughs) I did not. So this was not, I told y'all this wasn't scripted anyway, but this was not where I thought this was going. (laughs) (laughs) This is what you call a breakthrough in therapy. You know? But I think it's so I think it's so good for us to have this conversation live because I mean, you and I aren't the only people who are dealing with this type of stuff and I feel like when we can sit long enough to understand what's driving us, how we got to a place and and what we need to keep going for you so like for you understanding without a shadow of a doubt your worth without any outside influence is is key for you right because it then at that point wouldn't matter if you up or if you down it's like but i'm sure of i'm sure of me and so that means whatever the next step coming is gonna be great like we ain't gonna be worried about being depressed at 40 because i already know what's in me i know who i am um and so i think that's so important to to talk about because i feel like all of us at some point go through that where it's like i cannot figure out me outside of these external things and now we're living in a time where a lot of external things are being kind of stripped because they have to be for whatever reason and now we're fighting to figure out like who am i outside of all the things that i do right and and so I- it also brings up the point where it goes back to the foundation. So since the beginning, I was a child of a single parent. Mm-hmm. Then I was a young mother. Mm-hmm. So, you know, all of these labels were placed on me. And being that I didn't know much about mental health and therapy, I wish I did then because I probably would have saved myself a lot of heartache and, and trouble. But mm-hmm. um Having to navigate those waters with no insight and, you know, really my mom's really nonchalant, quiet. So we didn't have conversations where I could be like, you know, I feel like this today. Mm-hmm. Um, so me trying to figure out who I was. And then as I got older, I was a child of abandonment, mm-hmm. like because my father was not there. Mm -hmm. And so putting that label on me, me putting these labels on me, because this is what I've heard and this is what I'm telling myself. Once I got to probably as two or three years, 
Mm-hmm. I had to start figuring out what am I going to be going forward? Mm. So I still have labels. I'm still Kyron's mom. You know, I'm still whatever, this student, whatever the case may be, I have some labels, but what I'm trying to navigate now or what I'm trying to figure out now is who do I want to be? And so it's put me in a space where I've had to or where I've chosen to take back everything that I'm pretty much have given everybody else. And it has come in the form of me shutting down. And at first I was like, eh, because I've had this happen before when I was going through something and I didn't really talk to nobody. I would check in maybe once a week with one person just so people knew I was alive. And, but for the most part, I focused on me. Mm -hmm. And the outcome of that for some people weren't great. Some people didn't accept it. (laughs) You know, they felt they took it personal, but this time around, I don't really care. Mm -hmm. You can take it personal all you want to. What I do know is I refuse to continue my life the way that it has been. Mm -hmm. And this whole time I've been trying to prove things to everybody else. Now I got something to prove to me, which is a lot different than anything else that I've done in the past. So I do have (laughs) something that's fueling me to, to become a better version of me, but this time it's for myself Mm -hmm. and not for anybody else. Yeah. That's, I mean, this is good. I, I, we're running out of time. So I, um, I'll let us kind of do reflections. But one thing I'm going to say, um, just to kind of talk about when you start doing inward work, when you start, like, I got to focus on me, I got to figure out some stuff for me. I, I think it's so important that we don't hide, you know, behind, the selfishness part of it because it's not necessarily people will call it selfish but I think we kind of use that term in a very negative way a lot Mm -hmm. of times and so then when we say it in like this context it you know it comes off that way and some people can take it very wrong like depending on who you are depending on you know what their relationship is to you yeah people might take it the wrong way but there is a self-investment that must happen in order for you to go to different levels in your life. And that to me is not selfish. That is what is an investment and investment, any investment you make in a stock, it takes time, right? You don't invest. Well, there are some schemes out there, but naturally, (laughs) naturally when you invest in something, you're investing with the knowledge that you're not going to get it right back in that moment, but you're going to see it later on down the line. And it's going to be worth taking that opportunity to invest at that time. I think we have to do a better job of advocating for investing in yourself as much as you try to invest in all of the people and external things around you. 
because burnout is real. Absolutely. But more so, I think we're living in a time where people are wandering aimlessly in life, myself included. I I do not want to exclude myself from this um, because I'm doing a lot of self-work right now. And one of the things that I'm having to come into is an internal knowing so that at any point when something challenging comes to me, I settle with what I know. Maybe it's whatever is true for that person over there. Maybe it's true for that person over there, but this is what I know. And that can't be swayed by all this other, cause it's a lot of stuff. We are overstimulated every single day. Yeah. <laughs> every single day. And so there has to be that. And I, I think that's one thing that's come out on this episode is, you know, we do so much for so many people and, or we do so much to prove ourselves to people. Um, and I, I'm like you, I don't want to wake up one day and see that I spent all of this time doing, 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 and never one investing and never knowing truly me and who I am and, and how I show up in this world and why, (laughs) like, why is it important that I show up this way? Right. Um, So I think, you know, we can kind of just like reflect now, like even after having this conversation, what is your reflection? Uh, yeah. Uh, the podcast or just this topic? Just in general, like just thinking. Um. Oh, it is our last episode, huh? It is. And whatever. <laughs> <laughs> so, in reflection to the podcast, you know, this is season three for us, and again, this just started out as a conversation, and like us having having an idea and then deciding to like, let's do it. And I am grateful for the fact that we continue to do this. Um, and, you know, we've seen the, the feedback that it's had and, you know, how many people have reached out and been like, you know, y'all really been doing some good stuff because I'm not going to lie. <laughs> Sometimes I'd be like, "Ooh, child, we ain't, ain't nobody listen to this episode. Like, are we really doing this in a good way? Like, is this really good content? And then, but then there are other times where I'm like, but I know this is good. And so it's going to reach who it's supposed to. So, you know, I look, I, I'm thankful for everything that we have done thus far I'm hopeful and optimistic about what we have coming later um, because we, we do have some, some wonderful things coming later. Um, and then just in life in general, again, I just think there's, there comes a time in your life if, if you're a giver. So that's the thing we have in common. We are givers. Um, but you do have to choose you and, one thing that I constantly see on reels <laughs> is that it may not make sense to everybody else, but if it makes you happy, that's all that matters. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 
I think that's so good. Um, I I think about like longevity, like as I'm listening to you and when you want something to be sustained in life, you don't go at it with like this microwave type of mentality, like cooking right. for 30 seconds and it's good to go. No, we we slow cooking that thing. We putting it up in the slow cooker, letting the aroma fill the air. <laughs> Let you know, put you know, let your mouth water, let you know that some good's about to come out that pot. And I I liken that to this podcast, but I also liken that to where I am in life and am settling the fact that, you know, I think I had a, a thought, I mean, especially when it comes to my faith, like you step out on faith and you do big things and you know, it's just gonna happen, it's gonna happen. And I've had situations in my life where I've done that and crazy things happen. I'm like, oh my gosh. And then I'm in another space in life where, where is my, oh my gosh at? Like, <laughs> <laughs> why can't I not raise my hands? And then it challenged me to be like, why can't you raise your hands where you are? If you understand what faith truly is, and then you understand. And even I think Sarah Jakes put a, her, um, plate out. She does a little devotional at the beginning of every week and it just confirmed it for me. It's like, it's not a cookie cutter type of thing. It's making it to the end. And my word says the race isn't given to the what? The swift nor the, is it swift nor the quick with those who endure to the end? Anyway, y'all know what verse I'm talking about. And <laughs> y'all see, that's what happens when you grow up and all they do is put Bible in you. It just come out of you. But I'm leaning on that to say it's really helping me at this time in my life to slow down and to, and to recognize, like, if this season is a season for me to be investing in me, then invest in me and stop trying to find stuff outwardly. Um, that will fulfill whatever you're trying to fulfill in this moment because it ain't working. Trust me. Right. Search high and low. Come on. In places I should and shouldn't. Trust high and low. And, uh, even if they find nobody. <laughs> even if it was like a temporary high, it didn't last long enough for me to be like excited about it. So. I, I think it, as I reflect, um, particularly where I am in the season and even with the podcast, one of the things that I will continue to say over this podcast and over my life is I will not despise the day of small beginnings um, because that's that's where foundation is built. And even for the podcast, like I and I was very real, like I wouldn't go and look at numbers and stuff like that because I'm like, she I don't know. I don't even want to be discouraged. So why do that to yourself? <laughs> and even now, like I don't necessarily keep up with those numbers. And, but what I do know for sure is that while we were away, we were growing. And that speaks to what you put in the ground. Like when you put something in the ground, you can walk away from it and it's still going to grow. You don't have to sit there and tend it. And so what I believe is, you know, it was a faith step and we stepped out there and it's continuing to um, do its work for whoever needs it in the season they need it in. Right. And I, I'm finding myself settling that with me. It's like you look at all these other people in the world and it's like, 
why doesn't it look like that? And it's like, not to say it won't, but that's not where you are. And you have to stop trying to be where you're not yet, you know, like be where you are and understand what you need to understand on that level. And that's kind of been my reflection for the past. I don't know. It's not even going to put out how long we've been in this dark cloud, but you know, Hey, we're here. What's your affirmation for this week? Tis? Oh, I saw this when I was in the bookstore today from our dear Renzel and it said boss up. I love it. You know, that's, that's what I want y'all to take into this next few um, you know, this last quarter of this year, because it's been a doozy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. Jesus, it's been a doozy. And so, yeah, boss up and whatever that looks like for you. I love it. I am going to, one of my online therapists posted this um, this past week, and I'm going to, I think it's just appropriate as we end this season of the podcast. And she basically said, fear of making the wrong decision can keep you from making any decision. May the experiences that made you doubt yourself no longer have the power to hold you hostage. A message for the people. Absolutely. Listen, it's been a pleasure doing season three with you guys. It's been fun, but we are going to be taking a break. Much needed. Also, you know, we had tons of feedback about how we need to get certain people on the podcast. If you want to be a certain person, hit us up. Let us know. So when we come back, you know, we can already have a plan. Topics can already be laid out, you know specifically or as the other people say specifically <laughs> guys you know y'all y'all be telling us that we need to have a male person on here so if you want to be that male person let us know absolutely put your money where your mouth is like don't hey. be talking behind the scenes and not ready to step up to the plate so it's your I, time i echo that a thousand percent <laughs> All right. It's been fun. We'll see you guys. I don't know when. Y'all know We're not going to get y'all a timeline on the break because life might hit and, you know, we might be like, "Mm -mm." so, but we'll, we'll be back before the end of the year, you know, that ain't no, that ain't no specific timeline though. You know, this last break we had. That's why I'm saying it, so we can be held accountable. We're going to be back before the end of the year. Okay, that's fair. Which we will. We will. Yeah. So, you know, y'all stay stay masked up. If you ain't got your vaccine, go get it. Yes, please. Um, And stay safe. Yes. Yes, yes, yes. We love you guys. Bye. Bye.